Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Whovians, welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show. Will we find a witch on this week's episode? Who are the Morax? Will the Doctor have to confront the thing we've waited basically all season for her to have to confront? And did Dave cover his face in mud as part of an opening bit gag? Find out more on tonight's Doctor Who After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, guys, welcome hey. back. Oh. I didn't. I, no, I'm not it, in yeah, mud. To answer the question, no, yes, Dave yes. did not. I did my mud. mud bath before the show like a gentleman. But it's called a teaser, yeah. and I teased them and oh. you. At the same time. There's so many people being like, he's not in mud. I'm getting out of this. <laughs> Quit. Hey, guys. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. I'm very excited to be talking to you about Doctor Who. I've got the whole panel here. Ayo, I'm Adrian Snow. Hi, guys. Zia Anderson here. I'm Dave Child. And I'll be talking to you on the chat if you want to do it in the chat with me. Dave, not covered in mud, child. That's what they call me on the streets. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, going back in time to, to a, uh, an actual witch hunt, uh, which of course winds up in aliens. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the themes that have even have, with this episode have increased even more mm-hmm. of these. These murderous aliens or peoples and it's just people. People uh, suck. Yeah, generally people, people suck. First murderous alien, but it continues to be. Alien. But there's some bad aliens too. There are bad aliens. We'll get into all that. I'm trying to set up what we're going to talk about, you guys, because we're going to talk about that. We're, we're like because it's become a theme. We're absolutely going to get into what that means towards the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, the Doctor and uh, what she had to, to do uh, being in the past, like having to de- having to confront that she's different now. Sexism. Sexism. Yay. P- pretty much. Not yay sexism. for sexism. <laughs> for the sure, record. Dave? Are you sure, Are you sure? Clip it just right now. Um, and that's how it ends. <laughs> uh, but... Let's dive into this episode with just some quick first thoughts. Uh, let's start at the other side. Dave. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I liked it. I do think this, it wasn't as bad as last week uh, with the muddling up of the social commentary, but I feel like it was there a little bit in this one, too. It wasn't as strong and as like strong of a, of a social commentary as I wanted it to be. And we could talk about more why later, but I did really like this episode. I really liked um, uh, King James in this and that whole like dynamic that they had. And mm. I, I really enjoyed the characters and the story as a whole, and the alien was cool, too. Yeah. So it was good. Zia, what do you think? I really liked this episode. I personally am 100% fine with the social commentary being lighter-handed. For me, I prefer that. 
Um, so I really, really loved it, and I really just loved the witch, it, the witch, the story, the um, well, not witches, but the witch hunt. I've always kind of been fascinated with that. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was just a really fun episode, um, and I liked that. I actually did like that the alien was the bad guy in this one. I think mm-hmm. it's a nice little change of pace mm-hmm. from just the season so far. It's true. So for yeah, so for me that was really awesome. I like this, except for Tim Shaw. Except for Tim, be Shaw. a dick. Yes. <laughs> Adrian, what do you think? I liked the episode overall. I, I did think it, it got a bit muddled in the social commentary only because they were trying to do a lot. Yeah. And there were moments, it was odd, where I felt like the pacing was a bit slow in the middle, which I was like, why do I feel like this is going kind of slow now? Because it, it should be more of like a fast-paced scene, but there were mm-hmm. certain parts just in the middle where I was like, ooh, maybe if we just cut this part out, or I don't know. And merging... That it wasn't just a human who was the villain, but also an alien who was also the villain. Might have made it felt like a little a muddled. Little yeah. muddled. Muddy. It might have been a little muddy. It might have been a little muddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but overall, I really, I really liked the episode. I did like the commentary. I, I'm always here for the ageless Alan Cumming. He can yeah. do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. He looks yeah. the same for like... 25 years. Look at you being <laughs> almost black. Um, like, no, don't, don't take that out of context. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> but no, yeah, overall, it was, it was a fun episode to watch. And I learned a lot as well because I didn't know, I didn't realize that the Pindle Witch Trail and the Pindle Witch Trials were something yeah. that actually happened. I'd never heard of the story before. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I, overall, I like this episode. Um, it didn't blow me away. Uh, mm-hmm. much. I, I like. I feel like I think to sort of to your point, Dave, and like sort of what mm-hmm. you were saying, Adrian. Like it, it felt like they were swinging at something, but then they pulled it back a yeah. little bit. Um, I didn't really get. I, if there was social commentary, it wasn't like it wasn't prevalent enough. It was mm-hmm. which trials are bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's and fear and one thing that I really liked of this episode, not really liked, but it the scene that I was. Anticipating since the very beginning of finding out Jodie Foster is going to be the doctor happened. Where Jodie, who? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, Jodie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know Jody why Foster I said Foster. would be really cool, though. Interesting. I didn't even... Uh, st- I just, like, was like, yeah, Jodie Foster. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm here and I'm present. But it's... <laughs> it's I just was waiting for the one scene, and I'm glad they did it, and then just, like, glance over it, where someone was literally going to say, well, you can't be in charge. Grant has to be in charge. Yeah. And I'm glad that they finally had that scene. Yeah. Because I, I was just anticipating it so hard. I had a feeling it was going to be this episode. Yeah. Because... They kind of hint about it. I know some people are like they don't think this would happen in Iraq and it's in the UK, but I felt it was kind of hinted about that you know nobody wants to take her authority yeah. uh, seriously. So to have it directly addressed this episode was nice to see. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it affected her ability to like get control of the situation mm-hmm, in Arachnids, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this was the loud like we are li- spelling it out that this mm-hmm. guy doesn't mm-hmm. trust you because you are a woman. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that the psychic paper functioned that way. Why well, isn't the psychic for, for paper him. does what the what the viewer wants? Yeah, to Yeah, not- the psychic paper. I believe the way that it functions is that in this circumstance, it would have known that that the king would not accept. Her as the like general witch yes, hunter, the yeah. head witch the, hunter. Yeah. Uh, so it just Mistress like didn't even fighter. try. It gave her the highest position Please. he believed she could possibly have. Yeah. yeah, something about how it it's the doctor's influence on the paper, but it also shows 
what the viewer of the psychic paper would like to right. see through that influence. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the doctor also never exactly knows what's on the paper. Yeah. They just say it, and she's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah that's I like, interesting. I like the way she handled it too. The way she handled, you know, she was just kind of like, "Oh, okay, we're doing mm-hmm. this." Mm-hmm. All right, then yes, I'm the assistant, and Graham is the. She's like, "I guess this is what we're doing now." Because right, I I just I enjoyed the way that they showed that. Yeah, it was nice to have that commentary from the doctor where. She's kind of like, oh, okay, so this is a lot of me. What did she say? Let's find it on my, on my notes. She did say, uh, if, if I was a man. If, if we're was, not being yeah. drowned, we're being patronized to death. Yes. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah. But this is my first criticism of Graham, I think. I, he had, a, uh, he had a, like, a moment where he was like, you know, for King, King James' credit, you are snooping right now. And I'm like, come on, Graham. And then to that I said... <laughs> When it's a man, it's investigating, and when it's a woman, it's snooping. Yeah. I just like, let's just think about how we how we think about things. Yeah, <laughs> like, think about it, Graham. Think about how you think about things. Uh, he was Get mostly woke, making Graham. a joke. He was making a <laughs> but joke, but he was making but... a joke, and it was funny. Yeah, but it yeah. made me think. Oh, yeah, when it's a man, it's investigating. When it's a woman, it's snooping. Yeah, I like that so. she goes. No, I'm investigating. Exactly. Though. <laughs> She's like, this is what I'm here for. Duh. Yeah. It's ninety percent of what she does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so with this story, did you guys enjoy, uh, like the, the doctor sort of investigation and how she had to go about that into finding the alien? Like every, so let me rephrase it. Did you enjoy the, the hunt up to like discovering the alien? Uh, I thought, I thought it took a little too long. And then, and I think that might be something that might be my own weird problem with the show this season sometimes is that. It takes a little too long to get to the the, the, the mystery spooky, or yeah. this, this this the discovery because I, I don't know. I guess overall, I I I I had the thought today. I was like, I miss the season long arc. <laughs> I yeah. had the realization of just like, right. oh, I would like to have that because I think that we've been, or at least I've been trained so much over the past decade to mm-hmm. anticipate it that when it's not there, I kind of get sad. I agree with you on that. And it kind of helps with the pacing as well. A hundred percent. I mean, as somebody who really enjoyed the most serialized seasons, which I like five and six to me are like the most serialized Mm -hmm. uh, seasons of the show. I, I absolutely feel that withdrawal now eight episodes in, like I want that back. I want that because it doesn't have to be every episode. Having episodic stuff and standalone episodes is wonderful, Mm -hmm. but I want that little through line to keep me interested at every point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, right now, there's some tangential thematic stuff happening that, like, I feel like is building to something. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's just we're off on an adventure. Yeah. And what I think that affected in this episode is that we didn't get much character growth for anybody. I don't we, think anyone really grew as a person in one this person episode. who I've been waiting to grow a little bit like grew a fraction of an inch for me which was Yaz actually because she has a moment where she's talking to the person currently under the witch hunt uh, and she I? yeah mm-hmm. and she talks about what it was like for her growing up in like uh in being in school and being one of the only muslim people mm-hmm. and being bullied and how she just had to suck it up and deal with it that was actually the first time I felt like I heard something personal and real from her that wasn't just kind of dictated onto her. Like, or about her, about her family. Yeah, about yeah. her family or about the – she's a cop, but you kind of forget that. That uh, comes from the first episode we get. For a, a moment, my brain was like, oh, she's going to check her pulse because she's a paramedic. No, that's not what her job is. Yeah. But we had mm-hmm. sort of forgotten 
like what she does. I mean, it is kind of a part of your job. She as she a, has to know how to do that. Yeah. 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 Oh no no not that it's not a part of her yeah, job. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. but, but my, just, my point is, I had forgotten what her profession was for a yeah. moment mm-hmm. and had like put on a different job because mm-hmm. it's it hasn't been relevant in a while. You we also got but like so hold on sorry. before before we go because because I did like that moment. I thought it was a good like moment for those two characters, but it was more about the growth of this one-off character. Mm-hmm. It didn't... Yaz didn't grow from that. She Yaz didn't learn anything new. She didn't discover anything about herself. And I feel like that's what serial what the serialization is oh, keeping from for. us. Oh, is that there's, there's no ongoing events that we're seeing that are changing our characters in ways that we mm-hmm. can see. It's the same character each week in a different adventure, in a different environment. Mm-hmm. So far, their dynamics haven't shifted in any strong way, not in several episodes. Like, not since they decided to permanently be on Team TARDIS. Well, I think it's nice to see the Doctor kind of really be faced with um, the level of, the lo- this level of sexism, uh, just because, as far as we know, and, like, uh, yeah, yeah, we know the Doctor since the Doctor was the Doctor, uh, uh, the Doctor's never experienced being a woman until now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I would say I, it would be nice to see is for the Doctor to, to have the understanding that she didn't really understand what it meant or what it was like to be a woman until, like, that mm. moment. To see that kind of growth happen versus... I mean, she's handling sexism very well. You see well. a little bit of it. <laughs> like, you see yeah. a little bit of it in yeah. this episode. Yeah, well, she when, does say, if I was a man, this wouldn't be. Oh, well, yeah, right. but it's also... it's it's. I think it's more of kind of like she's more... It's It's baffling, but it's not... Sh- as shocking as I would she, imagine, yeah. she, she especially say, when she said like kind of sexist stuff, right? Last season, she's when, saying it, it as a like uh, sort of like from a perspective of somebody who's been in that circumstance her mm-hmm. whole life, not somebody who has experienced both sides of it. Is yeah, that what you're right. sort of looking for? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, you were, you were saying. No, I was just basically going to say she never had that realization of like, oh, this is what the other side feels like. This kind of sucks for you. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't had that. Basically. And not to the extent that we, that I feel like you would feel, I don't know. It's it's one thing to, to walk alongside as somebody as an ally. It's a whole other thing if I were to suddenly become like a man. <laughs> like tomorrow, yeah. and and then all of a sudden I have to experience the world from that perspective. Right, Billie Jean Girl twenty four in the chat brings up a great point that when the king wouldn't listen to the doctor because she was a woman, I thought now she knows what her female companions felt when yeah. they saw them as the doctor's assistant. Yeah, Ooh. which is very Burn. true. Slam. That's what I thought. Um, I was like, if if this were a season where the doctor was a man and that was happening to his companion. It would still be happening to the companion. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, it was just kind of like in the first or second second episode of uh, season 10 with Bill, when Bill's experiencing like uh, racism. And the doctor's kind of like, oh, don't, don't do anything. Like, stay calm, be strong. And then mm-hmm. it isn't until like it's so blatant, it's undeniable that the doctor punches the guy in the face. But right. throughout the whole episode, <laughs> she's like dealing with that, you know? And yeah. so. That kind of stuff. Just and like, having oh, yeah. her like not be recognized as the authority. Well, in previous seasons when a companion's like, oh, they're not recognizing me as authority. Anyways, what were you saying, Doctor? Yeah. Like, it kind of lightens the point, And here we get to enhance that and actually look at it. Yeah. And it would have just been, I think it would have been nice to have more of an understanding of this is something. We've, we've seen the Doctor so, show so much humility this season. To have that moment of like, oh, what have I been doing? 
<laughs> when I'm not a woman. Yeah. That would have been nice to see. But That's interesting. Oh, well. Speaking of looking at characters in depth. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? I know what you're trying to transition it to. transitions well. But I don't understand the connection there. See, we look at, in other shows from dramas, reality, TV, sci-fi, and more, we also go into characters in depth on a lot of our other channels here at, at AfterBuzz TV, where we cover uh, after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. And uh, we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. Um... And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional and you can turn them off. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Please let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you being for being the best uh, fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you. Yes. Look at how smooth that was. Okay. Or could that have was been. Good, Dave. I'll give you a, a better segue next Excuse week. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Thanks, we'll all try to set you up for that one. And another great way that you guys can can help us out is going on to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, iTunes is a great way to help us like reach mm-hmm. another, reach a bigger audience. And the more ratings, more reviews that we have, that's how we get the algorithm to put us higher up to the left, which is the front. When you search for Doctor Who, mm-hmm. it makes people helps other people find it. So we were enjoying it; those things help. And I want to shout out to Kevin the Muscle Russell, who left us a five star rating. Yay. And Prodigal three five eight says happy fifty five years of Doctor Who, right. oh my God. which is awesome. Is it really fifty five years? There's yeah. no way the fiftieth was five years ago. It was. My dad used to watch Doctor Who when he was a kid. Well, I know it's old, but on I just, TV. it's more it's more like the 50th anniversary is 5 years old. Oh, no. What the bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Um that oh that makes ooh. Anyway. I know. I know. Yeah. Call of getting old. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it happens. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to regenerate. It's not a as positive of a thing. I don't get to like become a new person at the end of all this. Mm-mm. Well, you, you don't know. I just go Actually, deep into true. the mud. Uh-huh. <laughs> deep into the mud. As far as you know. Like the Morax. Ooh. Morax. Um, Segway. So uh, nice. I want to get your guys' thoughts on the Morax as a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the concept of uh, we've had people that take over bodies before, like mm-hmm. we've had ghost stuff before, so that's not an mm-hmm. entirely unique thing, but... The idea, and we've also had people locked in prisons on Earth, is mm-hmm. not a completely unique thing. So, with that, with that in mind, is there? What did you guys enjoy uh, about the Morax, and what did you not? What I enjoyed about the Morax was kind of how they just came out of left field. We knew it was something alien, but to me, I think that was just a really cool concept going from you know, something in the mud, alien mud. The only thing that I couldn't quite figure out was were they literally mud or were they... I think they were mud... Wood? Wood mud? No. <laughs> they, wood I think they're like a liquid-based Well, they were okay, that's like what underneath her skin after right. she transformed, but yeah. they looked like wood. The wood was actually from the uh, from the tree, and the tree was the lock that was keeping them in the hill. Okay. Yeah. But when she transitioned into the main morax... texture. 
No, it's like to me mud. she just looked muddy, but it was kind of she kind of had an alien face then. Oh, she looked didn't like didn't look wood to me. I th- I understand what you guys are saying as well. Mm-hmm. I think what it's what I would compare that to is it's like they petrified the skin mm-hmm. in a certain way. So like it was all still like this. It would if it had it's sort of like alien, if you mm-hmm. will, like uh, in that whatever creature it takes over, it takes on certain forms of that. So Wait, what it t- alien does that? Uh, when well, it, the, the face when it reproduces, when it comes out. and the, when the chest burster comes out and grows up, it looks, it resembles like the human alien. Looks like the looks like a more of a humanoid alien than the oh. dog alien from Alien Three, oh. which is a bit more dog-like. I can't really get down. Or if, alien, if, you, but... if you go watch Alien versus Predator, Predator Alien, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm sorry I brought that up, but yeah. it was a, it was the, the it made sense to it, the analogy worked. Anyway, I think that like the idea is it's a, it is that mud based thing that we saw that when the king mm-hmm. burst up, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but when it inhabits, especially a living being, mm-hmm. it can take over all the cells and use them to morph into the form that it's going to take. So okay. if it had taken like over that. a canine look like a fur based uh alien yeah. it like like the cats that we've run into like it would have a much different look and texture about them. Okay. Yeah. I and like I, Oh sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say I just enjoyed how creepy they were too yes. and just mm. how evil. Go yeah, on. I like how they we were able to see like a witch ghost story because of them. Yeah. Like the fact that these dead witches come back and they're all inhabited by mm-hmm. this, but they look like dead witches that are attacking the the village and everything. You know, it's like the same th- – there was a plot line in Sabrina that was like the same thing because that's a witch kind of trope is dead witches coming back mm. and like taking over the place. So, yes, that's Spoilers. <laughs> We're going to be doing the after show after this. After, sorry, anyway, go on. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's why I got excited. Yeah. Talk uh, about more witch stuff. But one thing I didn't like about them was – I I felt like they were too close to proving King James's point. Yeah. And they were uh they were these league of evil creatures that lived under their feet and the king was trying to take over and it was so much like Satan and so much like demons that it almost like and in the end they were able to defeat them by burning them. Which was like what King James wants to do anyways, mm-hmm. burn witches. Mm-hmm. So it was too much like that's what muddied everything. Yeah. Because if it was, and I, I understand that they didn't want to do the obvious choice, which was make the alien and kind of magic side of it just a, a happy thing that everyone was misinterpreting. Because mm-hmm, they've done that a lot. But there's a reason why that's the obvious solution, because it like strengthens the the kind of social commentary a bit more. Well, here's here's the, the other side of that that I... I I just wish they had gone harder into because I actually think that this version is a stronger social commentary just if they had taken it another step further. Because what you had here was there was a there was a clear threat. Mm-hmm. There was a dangerous pe- – there's a, a group of people that are danger living right under your feet. But instead of attacking the problem and finding the source of the problem, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Uh, was it Rebecca was the – Becca. Oh, uh, Becca. Becca. Yeah, yeah. was Becca the Savage. the one who got taken over. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had Becca and the King going after a bunch of innocent people who had nothing to do with this mm-hmm. and were just wrongfully accused and mm-hmm. were caught in the crossfire. And to me, that feels a lot more like what we're dealing with in the real world today. Yeah, where I, there are a lot of people being attacked that have nothing to do with the real with the villains. Actual villains. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that commentary definitely. I think it would have been nice to. It would have been less muddled if we'd introduced 
the alien, I think, just a, a beat sooner. Yeah. Because then we understand – because then, you know, there's no there's no room to really <laughs> develop empathy for or for the humans. The humans mm-hmm. are just bad. And, it, it, and the commentary is about how when you don't understand things, you just label them whatever you do understand, like rather than take the time to figure out what's going on, rather than – understand that oh maybe you're infected maybe someone can help you just go around killing a bunch of women because that's what uh your god tells you to do Mm -hmm. and so i was like i'm gonna say this without making it sound offensive her god what she believes her god would say and so it's kind of that that whole idea of like that's what they did and that's kind of what we still even as humans do we we justify things uh annihilating things we don't understand through our beliefs or our opinions. And that's, I thought that commentary came through very strongly in the episode. I think it would have been less muddled if we kind of, if we got to the point of working out the aliens and the the witch hunt at the same time instead of, I don't know, it was just the timing threw me off. If we could deal with the aliens and understand, and oh, okay, and see the doctor trying to explain to King James and mm-hmm. Ms. Sa- Mrs. Savage or whatever her name is, uh, that the aliens are have nothing to do with witchcraft, then I think that would have been a nicer dynamic. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, even if it was just the doctor being like, no, it's not. And we got this a little bit because there was one point where one of the team TARDIS was like, nah, they're not witches. They're, that was they're yes. like, yeah, I yeah. I love that. For the last time, mate, it's not witches. Yeah. It's the mud inhabiting, but just being like, come on, can we move? Yeah. I actually, I enjoyed that moment a lot. Which was nice, but I kind of wanted to double down on that more. Like, just I wanted a little to, bit sooner. Yeah, yeah. And I also wanted to have like it to end in more of a beat that was like, because it ends in this way. Where the doctor's like, listen, you think it's magic, but it's really not. Anyways, quote- we're about to go into this box. You're going to think it's magic. Bye. Isn't that cute? <laughs> is she well, quoting, sorry, is she quoting um, King James to King James? Or she, no, I don't think so. Or is she the, quoting The line about Jack magic? Mm-hmm. That's uh, Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke, okay. Because um, I just watched Lore and Jack... Parsons, I think, also, I think that's his name, talks, has like a similar line that he yeah. says. So yeah, no, that's, right. it's uh, from okay. an Arthur C. Clarke short story right. or novel. Um, the idea that magic, we're talking about the line, um, any, any, uh, I have it uh, sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. There we go. Yeah. Um, which is one of my favorite sci fi quotes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. Like, that's. The, and what what Adrian was saying was easy to everybody. Like I think we're all on the same page. Like the episode had a had an opinion. Mm-hmm. It just it needed to hit us over the head with it a little more. Which is strange because I think some people are at least in Twitter and chat kind of being like, yeah. "Stop hitting us on the head." But in this instance, it's a it's a very yeah, fine line. And there's <laughs> like, here's the thing: you can do non-political episodes and those can be great episodes you don't have to have a big political message every time this season has been very much like every episode has a point so if you're gonna have a point make it clear well i like what you were saying and that wasn't something i was considering was that there was a fear of something real and the fear is real and the fear is something it's just being expressed poorly Mm -hmm. that's why she's killing off yeah Horses and people and yeah. all this stuff. And I thought that was good. And she's trying yeah. to understand what's happening. She just lashes out. And I get that. That's a human reaction. But, like, it's also 
the way people have justified annihilating other people for, for exactly well, yeah. and I think a lot of it too is and this is I liked and I personally really like the subtle undertone in this in this season uh, or this episode sorry um, also I think another thing is that a lot of it has to do with how you're raised mm. because she was raised in such a religious obviously they all were raised in such a religious lifestyle that that's all they know they don't stop to take a look and to sort of be objective. It's just whatever I was raised with, whatever I know, whatever my actual knowledge of this situation is, is the way that they go in and go running with it. And that's sort of very similar to what happens now. People get raised with a certain way of thinking and they have a very hard time taking a step back and looking at things objectively. Sometimes. And, yeah. I was raised in a very religious household. And there are people not. that, yeah, no, there are some people who obviously it's not the same yeah, for yeah. everybody. I'm, but yeah. there is something to be said for a lot of the time. Your truth is just what you know. Yeah. And you don't know any better. And I am. Ignorance. Yeah, ignorance. But exactly. there's also a line where ignorance just crosses into. Absolutely. Something much darker. Well, and that's not to say that that's not a I Like, it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, I saw a lot of that in this, in yeah. this episode, too. Yeah. Yeah. So with all, we're talking about a lot about themes and everything, mm-hmm. and, and like we sort of talked about at the top of the episode, there is a theme going on over this season. Mm-hmm. Like not just like having like loud points mm-hmm. about the real world, but we have dealt with in almost every episode some kind of people or like hate filled group mm-hmm. that's like that's pre- being prejudiced against a specific like somebody else, and either gets punished for it or doesn't. Mm-hmm. Since since Tim Shaw. In the first episode of the season, like we've had this sort of running theme. What do you guys think it's building towards? Because it feels like they're doing you think something. It's building with that particular theme. You think it's building towards something? I, maybe. I don't know. It, it feels too mm-hmm. consistent for it not to be on purpose. I think it's building. I think other themes are building. The ones that they're they're kind of like throwing away, like the the. What you call it, child? Timeless child. Timeless child. I don't know if that's the, coming back at all. They may not, but I'm also, to feel like it I'm be so mad if it's the never themes, mentioned again. The themes of grandmothers <laughs> and the loss of, of of grandmothers, family. never really uh, the loss of family. Uh, those are themes that they kind of keep like lightly tapping us with, which I think they might bring back in some other way. The theme of sometimes people are really horrible and hate filled. I don't think they're going to do anything with that because it's kind of just like. Here, because what is the solution for that? Yeah, we haven't figured it I, out. I, I, think, <laughs> like, I think the sense of family is really what they're building with, and yeah. I don't know if it's going to culminate. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be like uh, something that it's building to. Yeah. I think this is more of the fact that the team is not just one person and their companion anymore. They're a family. Yeah, the they're gang. a group of family. The fam. They're fam? a fam. And like, <laughs> she did say that. Um, <laughs> Before we move too much off the topic, which I don't know if we will, there's a great comment in the comments from Glixrider13 that the true power of paranoia is not just suspecting innocent people of evil, but believing yourself to be evil when you're actually innocent. Mm, which is a great, great point because that's that's a big thing that's happening with the uh, with Becca, mm-hmm. where why she's lashing out to people is because she thinks she's evil. Yeah. So she's trying to she's putting that on other people. Too. Yeah. To hide she's your good. your. Your own sins. Yeah. But she's not. She's not evil. Like Well, she ends up being evil. <laughs> she does end up being <laughs> she, she kills thirty five people. She wasn't evil. She did kill thirty five. And then she killed thirty five people. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> that's, hard, that's hard to forgive. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever Actually, logic you're using. Oof. She probably was kinda evil because she was chopping down that woman's tree just like out of spite. Because so. it ruined her view. 
Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about King James a little yes, bit? Yes, that was. Alan you beat Cody. me to it. Sorry. But, yeah, but before the... we get into who's who on who and all of that, uh, yeah. I'm doing a little we... dance. You guys are missing out because I love Alan Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to keep so the, the audio you listeners. If, they, if you want to see Adrian dance, it's just go to a YouTube. Wiggle, you guys. It's um, fancy. But uh, yeah, I, what did you guys think of Alan Cummings' uh, take so on good. King James? Uh, he made like I think a character that I think could walk onto the screen and be evil immediately. Yeah, he made him like so charming, <laughs> and I liked him. Uh. And the way he hit on Ryan out of nowhere. That was was amazing. I'm sorry. I loved that so much. (laughs) So apparently that's based in like real rumor Mm -hmm. about, like an actual rumor about King James Mm -hmm. is that he like had some male Male companions companions Uh, that he liked to keep around. Mr. Bible. Uh, exactly. I, 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 <laughs> well, one thing, one thing that I also liked about him, touching upon real history and stuff I didn't know until I was like, how involved was King James in really the witch hunts? Because I felt like him being so focused on Satan was a bit of a surprise for me. Really? Because Satan's not in the Bible that much. Mm. And it feels like if, if King mm. James was really focused on Satan... It would be a bigger plot point in the Bible when really it's not. It's there's only like a couple of moments where like Satan pops up and it's kind of random. So well, maybe he took out all the Satan stuff because he didn't want people to have a, any ideas on Satan. Because that's a big thing about the King James version of the Bible is that he edited a lot of stuff out. Well, a lot of it, and also before the King James version, he wrote a book called the Demonolic. If mm-hmm. I'm saying it wrong, mm-hmm. but actually, what happens in this episode is uh, the doctor finds the book, kind of grimaces at it, and puts it down. There's even a moment where you see the book mm. that they're referring, mm. and that is all about his experience with witch trials and mm. how it's important for a Christian to hunt down witches. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that Shakespeare took into Macbeth mm-hmm. and into the Weird Sisters, where we get most of our witch lore from these Mm. days Mm -hmm. is from his experience with witches and what he claims witches are like in that book so that was even before that was a couple years before the king james bible Mm -hmm. so that was him kind of getting out his extremist stuff before the more like moderate king james bible i think came out but that i didn't know that until this until this like and he he was very paranoid like, oh, yeah. as a ruler, like, yeah, and it all, like, well, for good reason. Built. The Guy Fox uh, gunpowder incident where they tried to blow up, par- like, uh, parliament was because they were trying to kill King James, yeah. yeah. So, he had all, all his list of what, people what, trying what? to kill him that was mm-hmm. pretty legit. If you want to get down with some of the <laughs> dark Bible tales, I highly recommend this. Sounds so weird. The apoc- Apocrypha, Apocrypha. Apocrypha? I always say it wrong. Go look it up. It's the it's the the text that was revealed or removed from the King James version of the Bible. Oh, interesting. And it's super dark. Yeah. My dad had it when I was growing up, and I read like a uh, a story from it, and I was like, "Dear Lord." Yeah. But we're talking about Alan Cumming. <laughs> um. But King James in Doctor Who is hilarious. Charming. <laughs> He's fun. I wanted a little more from him. Like this was fun. I wanted to get. I thought they were they're like leaning at some really cool stuff, and it, it was just like you got like a great actor because he said like those shots when we're looking at his eyes, oh, like yeah. you can read his brain oh, yeah. in yeah. those shots. It's just I like know. listen, it's so quick. I wanted more from which, that character, which we'll never he get. He made. Now. 
GoldenEye. One of the most memorable James Bond movies. <laughs> if there weren't a video game, it would only be because Alan Cumming is amazing. With that stupid clicking and getting that clicking and oh my gosh, and all his mannerisms and tight. Well, I'm going to talk about it later. So. I yeah. also like, to, to talk about your point, one, one thing in acting that you have to keep in mind is the, the camera can read your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's a big point of acting. And you got to think about Alan Cumming is coming from the theater. He's a big theater guy. So the fact that he can like but be that transparent, why and focus, he can do it? He's an incredible he's actor. He's figured it out because it's really hard to master when you're going from theater into film how to get the. Because sometimes you'll have a thought and it won't transfer correctly. Like you'll have a thought, but it won't shoot into the film. But to get the bigness of theater just into your face mm-hmm. um, and not make it like ginormous or too subtle he yeah. has it perfectly and yeah. to still have that comedic pacing even when you're playing somebody insane but he's yeah. also been like you know he's been acting for so long oh yeah but he is also like he doesn't have to do much to a lot of this character is him mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if he if they gave it to another actor he would be a completely different oh, King yeah. James but that's acting yeah. right <laughs> yeah, it's, totally it's also it's cool hands. that they're getting like more like higher profile people yeah. this season, yeah. which is which is fun. It's fun to see people we know playing like these, especially these more ridiculous characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, people that are bring, being brought in to the show, let's do some who's who on who. There we go. Let me just get my notes and adjust my glasses. We need a wind effect when the sound effect comes so it doesn't feel complete. So uh, this this, uh, episode on who's who and who, I don't have a picture of the first person I'm going to talk about because people behind the scenes often don't have pictures. But Helen Murphy was the editor. Uh, She has also done um, Arachnids in the UK for Doctor Who. She did a show called Relic, Gorilla, and she also did The Worst Witch, which is the second time I've done a shout out to The Worst Witch. Uh, strangely <laughs> enough, uh, for who's who on who. Then we also have Siobhan Finneran. And I think we have a picture of her as well. She played Becca Savage. She's known for Coronation Street, The Lock, Boy A, and for people who are like, she hasn't said it yet, Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, never seen Downton Abbey. Let's we'll talk about it. Uh, and then from there we have, of course, and we've seen this picture like five times, and let's just show it again, Alan Cumming. Yeah. Alan Cumming is... One of the best British actors in the world, and he's been in Titus, GoldenEye, which I previously mentioned, Emma, and just for funsies, Spice World. Just great list. Just for great funsies. List. So that's just a little bit about who the people are behind the scenes. I, please, like, go look them up. It's always kind of fun to see like what actors have done before and how they look outside of their crazy time makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, so this episode. Didn't have a ton of references. And I was like, dang it, Chris, give me one. But it did remind me of a lot of things. So the first thing I want to talk about is that there was this moment where the doctor said, I don't really believe in Satan. And I was like, huh. Yeah. What about I, the Satan Pit? Yeah. Season two, episode yeah. nine. <laughs> I was expecting, yeah. I, I thought her next line in that moment was going to be like, well, except for that time I met him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, if you aren't aware of this, this is also, I think, the first time we're introduced or reintroduced to the Oods. Introduced. Right. Uh, this I is don't when we, remember. I think it's when the, the Oods come back. When they, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yes, the Oods are in this, and I think it is a reintroduction. So that, just really look into that episode. It's, it's a really interesting commentary about, like, 
the doctor not wanting to believe in anything type of mystical or religious and like right. like coming to terms with that and then at the end you do get the beast and you're kind of like whoa okay they went there and then the morax kind of reminded me of two things oh. first go ahead but in that in that pit you also do get a sense that it's like oh maybe satan is real mm-hmm. but satan is just another alien entity we don't really talk about exactly. so they kind of so they kind of merging not, it but just yeah. that the lead up all the way up is kind of the doctor kind of being in any in denial about anything right. um, a type of any type of religious based demon yeah so to have that at the end is kind of like oh interesting um how they tied in the alien with the with the spiritual or religious the okay, where was I? Yes. So the Morax reminded me of two aliens we've encountered on Doctor Who. First one was Knock Knock, season ten, episode four, with Eliza, mm-hmm. when she's basically possessed by the wood. The wood. Yeah, very similar Beatles. character design. Yeah, very yeah. similar uh, in terms of like the alien possessing a person and taking them over, mm-hmm. and just that whole idea of like uh, things that we consider to be natural or earthly or based from the earth taking over a person's body and inhabiting them that way. And mm-hmm. then the second one was the. I'm gonna say it wrong. I've worked on it all day. I'm still gonna say it wrong. The Silurians. Silurians. That sounded. Oh, right I think to you me. got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I better say this okay. right. It's close at the very least. Yeah. It's very close. So uh, there's the Silurians were originally introduced in Doctor Who and the Silurians episode two. That's how they originally looked for people who've never seen it before, uh, which is crazy. And then we see an updated version that's introduced in the Hungry Earth season five episode eight and Cold Blood season five episode nine. They look like mud flippers. Yeah. So you get more of a much more of a reptilian feel, and they're actually from Earth. They're like one of the first. Um, intellectual beings to be on Earth, yep. and we just messed up all their crap. So. I miss Madame Bastro. Right? Yeah. Can we get she Madame Bastro back? Wasn't there also the one, and I could be wrong here, but it felt like there was a Viking one where the people were trapped. They're, they were being imprisoned in the uh, in the Earth. Mound. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. That, that, no, that uh, you're you're right, but they was. I don't. It was the whole yeah, thing. Okay. And then I just have one more thing, and then who's who's who who's over. Uh, the Pindle Witch Trials of 1612 were real. There's actually a statue of one of the victims, Alice Nutter, along the trail. So oh. Graham briefly mentions that he's been on the Pindle Witch right. Trial trail, uh, the, the walk that they had to do to to their trial. And it's a rather it's a, it's a nice hefty walk around uh, area, certain towns, a part of Lancashire. And when you get to the point where you get to, I think it's called Roughly or Ruly, I could be wrong, um, there's this statue of Alice Nutter because she lived down the hill from where the statue is. Hmm. So if you're ever in Lancashire and you want to go on that hike, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that's that's sort of the fun of Doctor Who sometimes when you can go into these real places yeah. and like experience these like very real events in, mm-hmm. in, in a crazy sci-fi environment yeah. with aliens and you know, stuff. Fun times. Um, <laughs> but it's also like... I, I enjoyed this take on the witch trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we wrap out of our discussion on the witch finder, let's do some predictions about Woo! what we're going to get. Two episodes left. Oh, man. And now, <laughs> Two episodes left, plus the New Year's Day special. Yeah. Um, which, if, in case you weren't here last week, confirmed. Not There will not be an episode on Christmas, but there will be an episode New on Year's. New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Not New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think I might have heard a rumor about this, but I also think this is gonna happen. And if even if I didn't, I feel like we're going to see we're gonna meet a character who met the Doctor in a previous form, and this Doctor is gonna interact with that character. Okay. By the end of this season, I think maybe by the end of the special. There's a rumor as to who as to who, and you're holding it back. I don't. I heard that. I heard. I want to understand what you're. I only heard that that's there's like an old friend that's going to come back, and that's the rumor I heard. Oh. That would be great. It's the one thing we haven't. Okay. It's the one big thing we haven't done. With I actually haven't seen this one, but we haven't done that yet. We haven't yeah. met somebody who knew any other incarnation and is like. Hold on, you can. You're a what? I don't. Huh, what? That I I really want to see before the end of the season, especially it's because like I feel like chat. this season is all about that. It would be great if it's Jack. It would be great if it's someone else. I just want to have K-9. some sort of interaction there. K nine. Um, Zia, what are you thinking as we go ahead? They've stopped. So I know it's a little harder to do predictions now because no. BBC America at least has stopped airing. Next ons. Oh, mm. which I is, did yeah. see a next on for next week. I you did? It, it didn't did air. With, it didn't air with mine. I saw mine it on either. Amazon. That's why. Ah, uh, uh, okay. I saw it on Kerblam or uh, whatever it is. Oh right. Ooh, let's talk for that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, mostly just what I would like to see. I really do want to see them mm-hmm. come back with something on the Timeless Child. I would mm-hmm. like to see a little bit, maybe more surrounding what they've hinted at. Um, they've hinted at like the doctor's past being changed a little bit, mm-hmm. which I'm not exactly here for, but if they're going to say it, now I want to know what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right, Adrian. I don't know. I don't have any predictions because it's insane, and how can I predict the show? But last week, Amazon totally messed it up because I guess it was shaved towards Crib Lamp and aired Witchfinders a week early, and that's Whoa. probably why you ended up seeing the, uh, after, or the After Who show trailer for next week. I just want to get that out. Jeff Bezos was like, oh, hell no. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Could have been watching this episode a week ago. Yep. Yeah. Didn't know. Watched it legally the way you were supposed to. It would have been legal. My mistake, Amazon. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, next week, is the episode is called It Takes You Away, and we're going to Norway. All I know Ooh. is that it's in Norway from the, from the little trailer. Uh, no, it's in Norway, and there's something very hungry. There's a cottage, and a little girl named Han. Or Han? Oh, they're doing Hansel and Gretel. I think we're doing Hansel and Gretel, oh, you guys. We're doing Hansel and Gretel. Yes. This will be fun. Uh, and... Love That's going to do it for the Doctor yeah. Who After Show. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We will be back next week, back at our regular time, Sunday mm-hmm. at, at 9 p.m. <laughs> I was like, Sundays what time do we usually do it? Sundays yeah. at 9 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I am Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. You can also uh, find me on our sister network, The Popcorn Talk, on Thursdays, doing Marvel movie news. And, oh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about this week. If you're a Marvel fan, be sure to join us. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also c- catch me at 8 on After Buzz, right before Doctor Who, doing the Outlander show, After Show. <clears throat> and you can also catch me about 40 minutes on 911 at the very end of the episode. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm Zia Anderson. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And as soon as this is done, I get to go talk about the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which will be starting very shortly. 
And I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MRDaveChild on the Instagrams and the Twitters, and then also DaveChild.com. But also, in about 40 minutes, I'll be talking about <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, uh, if you want to see more time travel superhero yeah. magic talk, <laughs> which is happening over there. And uh, also go to my uh, Twitter and check out my music video. I keep pushing it because yeah. I like it a lot. Keep plugging, Dave. 911 on Fox, not in real life. What? <laughs> All right, guys, this has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.